0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Prep Hour. Today, we're going to be talking about ChatGPT, an artificial intelligence program that I guarantee your students are using to complete your homework. Coming up next. Hi, I'm Peter. I'm Marcus. And I'm Mark and you're listening to Prep Hour. A couple topics I wanted to talk about. First one, before we get into chat, GPT, I wanted to talk a little bit about homework. Briefly, do you give homework? No,
1: I don't. That's my short answer. Okay, why not? Um, I think I, I... Probably five years ago um, is when I realized that, number one, if either students don't do the homework, if they do the homework, um, oftentimes they either rush through it, so they're not really
0: doing it well, or they cheat. But do you think the homework, if they didn't do any of those things, Mm -hmm. do you think the homework that you would give would be beneficial for them to do outside of the classroom?
1: No, and I actually don't. And I, I think... For me, there's obviously all those logistical things I just talked about, but philosophically, like our students are already in class 40 hours a week or however many hours a week they're in class, right? It's not college where they're sitting in class for 12 hours a week and then, yeah, go off and you need to go learn on your own. Yeah. For me, uh, then I should be able to accomplish what I need to accomplish in, in you know the five hours I have them every single week.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think it's all anecdotal, but I think... I think math and foreign language in reading. I think that's what students should be doing outside of, outside of school. If they do have homework or if they're in a district that does, you know, require homework, I think it should only be a little bit of math working on your foreign language. If you're doing a foreign language and then reading the best homework, my kids, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, the best homework, that my students do is reading if they have to read something, Mm -hmm. which they, they tend to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And then their culinary class that they do. So they have to like wash dishes and learn how to cook something. So they'll cook a meal, Mm -hmm. they'll wash up, you know, we take pictures and send it to the teacher and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I thought those were good homework projects because they actually did something and they learned Mm -hmm. how to properly
2: wash dishes and, you know, do all that stuff. So, Mark, how, I mean, what about you? Well, and it's funny. I think teaching, and we all we've all taught AP. I think I don't think I ever assigned any homework in AP because it was it was it's a college level class. So I think the the important parts were you outlined, obviously units they had to read the various activities depending on the AP teacher. Um, students had to keep up with whether it was vocab, whether it was reading documents, whatever it was. Um, I, I don't think I ever sign anything. And as I as I progressed throughout my career in my gen ed classes, I, I I didn't assign homework. I didn't assign it. I I because of what you just mentioned, Marcus and Pete. You got it, between cheating, what was I really? What was the intent of the homework? And I and that's really what I looked at. That's not to say I didn't assign something or there wasn't something. Hey, at, you know, during class it just doesn't get done. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you had a very eventful you know lesson. And you just want to make sure you clean up a few details at home with them and they brought it back, whatever the case may be. So I wouldn't say I planned on assigning homework, but if something was not accomplished in the classroom, then sure, it would leak over the next day. You know, that, and that's, I think that's, to me, that's always what homework. Is it's something that you're you're just reteach you're just having to reteach a skill. You're not signing something new, and obviously this changes too because obviously teachers who have flipped classrooms, mm-hmm. that's completely different. But I will say this: I think the one thing I will say, I think at the secondary level, I don't know if it should be because for me the jury's still out on it. I don't think we should. it should be. For, we should still. I think we should still consider it at the elementary level. I'm totally against it. Uh, like, I really don't think it's needed. And I'm speaking probably out of turn a little bit, but I think I think a lot of times, again, I'm speaking through my wife who's a sixth grade teacher. She doesn't assign homework, intentionally assign homework, because she doesn't want to deal with the stress level of the parents um, and the students. And, you know, you want students to enjoy school at that age so that they can continue to move, progress forward. So to answer that question long and short of it. It was never intentional. As I as I progressed through my career, it was always a cleanup kind of thing, um, or reteaching of a skill that I wasn't real sure. And it was always the opener for the next day of class. Yeah. And so, but
0: I I just find that I mean, I talked about math like there being homework. I just don't think. I mean, my my son is stressing out because of his grade because the homework is attached to a grade. And the problem I have with like a it, percentage, yeah. And yeah. the problem I have with it is that if he doesn't understand the homework, or if the parent, I mean, luckily my wife is an accountant and I do economics, so for the most part we, my math, or my, well, my wife's math skills are way better than mine, but so she usually helps him. They'll get through it. But I'm thinking about somebody who doesn't have the skill set as a parent. To help them. And then the homework becomes useless because the kid is frustrated, doesn't know how to do it. They're not with a professional. So the homework just becomes Did they really learn anything? <laughs> I think it would be better of, Hey, try these. If you can't get through them, jot down what you're getting. St-. Like the homework should be jot down what you're getting stuck on. So when we, when this child goes to tutoring or is working on something the next day in class, they can say specifically, I, did this, but I can't get past this particular part. And then it's the stress is gone because it's not worth a grade. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't teach math. Well, that's I mean, means teach economics, room. which has math in it. But I, I, I don't feel comfortable with some of the formulas that we use. And I'm going to go over this in class. Hopefully, you got it. But you're going to do this eight hours later, and then you're going to struggle with it. It's going to be frustrating. You're going to hate the class. You're going to throw your textbook across the room. And then now you're freaking out because your grade is attached to this. and You just don't, it's not that you're dumb and you can't do it. You just don't know how to do it. And I don't, I don't know. I just don't think homework a lot of the times is very beneficial for students because if you're one, if you're doing something wrong, now you have to unlearn it. So if you're not doing it with a teacher present, or if you're learning something because your parents teaching you how to do it this way, but that's the incorrect way to do it. I, I think it can cause more problems. And then I also researched this up and I could not find a definitive. There are articles that say homework is great. There are articles that say homework is useless and there's no longitudinal. Stu- All the studies are basically like the verdict is still out on homework. It, so
1: to your point on like math, because I think the a lot of the tendency is to say, maybe there should be a homework in things like math because it's a skill they're going to go home and practice and whatever. Um, the, some, something um, Somebody um, in the math department made this comment to me. I've been working with them this year um, off and on. Oftentimes math, and I think we can all relate to this, the homework for math becomes mimicking. And when it's mimicking, it, it, it doesn't help. And so yeah. rather than they are actually trying to figure out the problems, the way we uh, traditionally teach math is – I'm the teacher. I'm going to go through sample problems. Now you're going to go mimic those problems. And that's not true learning.
0: Yeah. You learn the tricks. Right. Here's a trick on how to get the answer. Right. It's like, okay. I just want to get the answer. I not, not, oh, if I change this number in the equation, the percentage will decrease because right. there's, if you start looking at the numbers, you start to realize, oh, there's a negative correlation between this side and this side or a positive correlation, or something. I don't I'm just use that as an example, yeah. but if you're just saying, I just want to get the answer correct, well, just do this and do that. And then flip this number and then you're done. And it's like, oh, cool. I got the right answer. I don't know why I just know. Is that what you're right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, and and then, so that, and we won't get into this, but that's a whole conversation about needing to move towards really focusing on like having students, think not just regurgitate uh, in subjects like math or really any subject but to your point about like if it's going to be if if you really want them to go home and do homework for something like math send them home with one problem bring them back like you said like with your confusion and then do something with that like get them in groups and have them talk about where did you get confused and that's your warm-up right that's your into class and and have them figure that out
2: well and i think that mark (laughs) (laughs) well and, and listen to you guys and that's that's I look at math as is kind of, the, and again, you brought back, man, memories for me, but I think a math is one of the, probably one of the more challenging aspects or content areas because the skill involved is is much harder. I think it's much harder for a lot of students to grasp. And it's
0: all over the place yeah. in the class. And, and I, I mean, you're right. going to have students that are right. just like, this is right. cake. And you're yeah. going to have other students who aren't dumb, but it just, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I'm like, I'm, all right, at math, I would think so if I'm teaching econ and got a business degree, but it doesn't come to me like my wife. It's bam, she just gets it. And it's like it takes a while for me to look at it and find the relationship between the numbers, and then I'm like, oh okay, you know, I'm a little slow on the uptake, but I'll get there. And I think a lot of students are like that. It's you'll get there, but you know, we as a society we just say, well, you're just bad at math. It's like you're not bad at math. That's like saying you're bad at at English, you know, it's just like you would never
2: say that to somebody. You say, sit down and write the essay. You know? Well, it's, not, and, or, and maybe we're getting off the reservation. Maybe the problem is we're not giving enough time for math. Yeah. You know, and so teaching, having math, well, I, it, and I, we've all been there. I mean, either as students or with parents, where our kids, I don't remember my kids struggling with anything. And my, I have a senior and one in college, anything except math. And I think since starting to think about it now, At some point, you know, and it wasn't much of a struggle, but that was their struggle. And now I'm starting to think, maybe just a lack of time. It is a lack of time. I mean, look at even the
0: social studies curriculum for Mm -hmm. American history or government or econ. There's, you know, when you look at it, you're like, okay, I'll get through all of this. But getting through it is, uh, I said something about it in class. So I covered it. You're responsible for it. But you're not really going. There are a few things in class that we go in depth on. Mm-hmm. And you can make, up. Yeah.
2: and you can make leaps in our content. You can't make leaps in math. No, you can't. you can't skip something because that if you skip part of the process, the whole thing's blown. Yeah, I tried.. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was the atomic code, damn it <laughs>
0: All right. We were trying to think of some witty thing we could say about mathematics, and we're all like, uh, addition to multiplication <laughs> 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 Hey, man. When they told
1: me the slope has a slope for derivatives, I was like, all right, I'm out. (laughs) Man, that's as far as I got.
0: Okay. So transitioning from homework, let's talk about the things students are going to be using. If you do give homework, (laughs) students are going to be using to answer all of your homework questions in about, if you have 10 questions and they're short answer, or even, you know, you want three or four paragraphs, um, they're going to do it and get it done in about 10 minutes. And it's a program called Chat GPT, which you can Google search. You can look it on your phone. It's not an app or anything like that. It's an open source website that you can go to. You log in using Microsoft or Google account. Uh, I think you can also log on into it by doing the I'm not a robot and clicking which pictures have a stoplight in it or whatever. Um, and then you can go in and you can type... Whatever you want, and I went in. I hope you guys don't mind. I went in, and I typed, "Give me an intro, or no, give me a, um, give me an outro for a podcast." So when I do the outro, I'm going to use ChatGPT's outro. Nice. Yeah. Um, we also did. So Peter's brains the operation. <laughs> <laughs> um. Just to give you an example of what it can do, I also wrote into it, I said, create a macroeconomic syllabus for a 16-week course. And um, I did it while we were setting up for the podcast, and it took about, what, two minutes? Yeah. Not even two minutes. And it wrote me, it's not bad. Actually, I'm looking through. There are a few things that I don't do that I I would just cut out, and then I just copy and paste it into a Word document, and then I can change whatever I want. Mm -hmm. It's all grammatically correct. No typos. No typos. It's freaking spot on. (laughs) It's really good. Like freakishly good. And apparently it remembers previous responses. It records all this. It just, the more you type into it, the better it gets. So the more people ask it questions and the more things that get uploaded to the internet and the more it just gets. It learns. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It becomes Arnold. Then it becomes the best homework maker of all time. So what are your thoughts it's bizarre. on, it's bizarre. Or, does this worry you? Is this helpful? It's helpful for me if I want to create a macroeconomic syllabus. Yeah. You can tell it to, I mean, you can type in, I mean, I can write, create five, I'm doing this in real time, questions about the Federal Reserve and how it functions For an assignment. Hold on. I misspelled a word. Let's see if it does anything. Now it won't work because I'm live. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now it's just, yeah. I I took too long. I need to sign back in. Oh no, here it goes. Number one, what is the federal reserve and what is its role in the U S economy? How does the federal reserve implement monetary policy and what tools does it use to do so? Question three, what is the structure of the federal reserve system and how does it balance the needs of different regions of the country? How does the Federal Reserve regulate? Blah blah blah. You can also type it. Can you create a rubric for the previous question, and
2: it will create a rubric for you hmm. as a teacher? So,
0: is it? Am I cheating as a teacher?
2: Well, I mean, l- let me make sure I I understand this correctly. So, Chat GPT almost sounds like an interactive Wikipedia. Hmm. Does that sound fair?
0: Um. Yeah, I've. Put a b- bunch of questions, in, and some of the questions are very it rewords like yeah. what a Wikipedia thing would give you. Right. I mean, basically, like some of the things I'm like, okay, it's just scouring the internet and just taking.
2: Yeah, it's curating it. Yeah, it's curating whatever. Your but questions. it'll be
0: different every time. So right, if, and that's a scary, if, crazy if the thing. three of us put like say I gave, let's say our we have a teacher gave us these five questions that I just had, and you typed that in. What is the Federal Reserve and what is its role in the U.S. economy? We could all three type that question in here and three different responses three different responses right if you google searched it because some teachers are like well what if i put it in quotes your answer it will not come up as three different responses it yeah it won't come up as oh well they took it from chat gbt right it it just comes up as original original Original. and i bet
1: it probably gets through like turnitin.com and everything else too yeah because it's all individual it's all individual each response is different i know some teachers are gonna be pissed
2: well, I I think of what Marcus said prior to us talking. Um, you know, the, when it comes to essays, paper and pencil, man. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, almost you're at that point. But then I think as a teacher, I was just reading an article about AI prior. You know, prior to this or this afternoon, and one of the things that they were talking about, you know, one of the concerns is always oh, is AI going to wipe out teachers. And according to this article, not even close. In fact, China expects. China, for example, expects. Their, the increase of teachers will be over 100% in the next 20 years by 2030. And so what what this could do is perhaps save teachers time where they mm-hmm. could be more productive mm. in the process oh, of teaching. that's
0: a great point. That's, I'm, I've been thinking about this because it's been in the news. I, I heard an NPR um uh, story about this it was just in my news feed Elon Musk is talking about all this stuff because they you know apparently you can't ask it to create an argument against environmentalism and stuff the the thing is is we as teachers want to say that like oh we got to go back to paper and and pencil and it's like okay we can do that to make sure they're not cheating but they're not going to do that when they leave school they're going to go and type into this thing I typed into it today. Give me 10 questions I should ask in an interview. And it, 10, and the questions were great. I could retype it again and give me 10 new questions. Like you said, will it save us time? Because do we need to, do we need to be teaching? How do you teach a student to write if they're, if they're just going to do that? Do we just use paper and pencil? But the thing is, is like, okay, now we're archaic. We're going back how do we use the technology so instead of thinking that way can we figure out a way well how can we use this new technology to, to save time cr- to well to save time or create a response maybe we don't fight it maybe we say hey do this and now you need to figure out where is it wrong mm-hmm. what did it screw up mm-hmm. how how are you going to fit citations into this uh, maybe you have to go with that route and just be like this is the way it is well i think this goes back
1: to our conversation the other week about like the world changes and it's going to be okay. I just had a interesting conversation with a great aunt of mine at Christmas uh, last week about, you know, kids these days and whatever, and they can't socialize because technology, it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? They thought, they thought rock and roll was going to corrupt all the kids too. And I think they're good. You know? Well, I don't know. That's like your guys's, uh, well, oh, you're not that old. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> um, No, I, I agree with you, Pete. And I think too, that, what you just said though is a great, I think, shift. And this is we, going back to math: kick out responses and have them compare. Right? That, that's a that's a essential skill. We use that skill in in AP World History and push, Right? Mm-hmm. Comparison, going through and finding points where, that something's messed up or something's mm-hmm. not correct. That's a high level skill, and that's actually something that math teachers are starting to. Or, should be starting to shift to with assessment. Don't just have them kick out an answer. You write out a a word problem or, you know, an answer to a word problem and they got to go through and explain why it's wrong or explain why it's right. Mm -hmm. And you could do that with this, with this program. So I think you're right. Like find ways to make it work. It's not going to go away. The only other thing I I would say is if, if you were going to try and fight it and use technology, you'd have to have a program. Like I think our program is called ATI if I remember correctly, in Gilbert, yeah, it is. Where, yeah, yeah, where where it's the testing program, so it locks the kids into that program, and then they wouldn't be able to get to this. Um, but you'd have to do everything in class, so that would be no homework. So I think either you you go that route or you embrace it.
2: Well, and the other thing you could add to it, I mean, you could submit the original work and have Chat GPT literally re- like they can review it too, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's a process of it. You know, it's kind of, I guess that's basically what you're saying, right, Marcus? Is just that you're allowed submit it there and talk about an efficient way of doing it. How quickly, you know, how quickly the feedback would be if you submit an essay and you turn around and well, you see all the, the gram, grammar, grammatical and mistakes that you've made in your paper and you can quickly change it. Well, maybe we focus more on creative writing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because honestly, you can go on this thing
0: and say, write me a thank you email to my boss or to a potential employer. Mm-hmm. I mean you don't mm-hmm. I, it's gonna kick out a very the thing about it that I notice is that it's very efficient writing, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It it writes the way I wish students would write. Yeah. It's very efficient, it's very to the point, it's very robotic, but well written, but it's to the point. There's no superlative there's no extra stuff. It's just yeah. maybe I'm just it's an analytical. econ and that's how I want it. But maybe we focus more on reading and creative writing. Like mm-hmm. letting students write more of, tell me a story. Or, I mean, this will do it. You can tell it to write a creative story, written in the style of 18th century. You know, it'll do all that stuff for you. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I, you're not gonna, you're not gonna beat this thing. I, and I always get frustrated when I talk with teachers about cheating because they're like, we need to do blah blah blah. I'm like, all I think about is you just, you don't have the time to do it. If you do, I I have a colleague that is so, I'm going to catch every student and I'm going to do and But he's, one, he's single. He doesn't have a whole lot of family. He's got a lot of time. I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't have time to do that. No. <laughs> I was like, if it's blatant and I catch it, yeah. Like I have two students that turn in the same thing. I'm like, yeah. But I'm not scouring the internet making like, I know this sentence wasn't written by, I don't, I don't have time for that. Yeah, no,
1: I'm with you on that. I, Yeah, but I, I think you're right. Like, I think this is an opportunity for us to to embrace a new technology potentially to help us with our grading, to help us maybe shift finally in a way that's probably easier than maybe shifting um, your instruction, like kicking out all sorts of um, comparative, comparative essays and stuff like that maybe is daunting to people, mm-hmm. but maybe this can help you, you know, or yeah. writing rubrics, right? If teachers don't, Great on rubrics. Maybe this can help you make that shift.
2: As teachers, we've. All, I think what we always do is we, we've got to find how we can make this work for us, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's the hardest. That, that's the hardest part for a lot of teachers, especially. Back to our last episode, you know, we're fighting things. I feel like I Feel like we're always fighting an uphill battle. Some sometimes you got to just all right, well, you know, you got to empty your bathtub out here and let's figure out how we can make this thing work. Yeah, you know, and this is one of those things where I think that's a that's a real possibility because th- the idea of Allowing a student to evaluate their work instantly, because I think of, I think of sharing Google Docs, mm-hmm. you know, is how they'd evaluate that, and that, that, that takes a whole class period. Yeah. where this on this this is instantaneous. Yeah, you know, and it's a big difference, a huge difference.
1: Yeah, I think if you if you can find ways to get the kids to use this, but but focus on the skills, right? The how to communicate with one another about a piece of writing or how to compare or whatever. I think it's gonna be fine. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and read our outro. Oh, yeah. Thanks to ChatGPT. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and found it informative. If you have any feedback or suggestions for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us on social media or by sending us an email. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to our show and leaving a review. It really helps us out. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. That's way better than what I do. Not bad at all. I know. God damn you, ChatGPT. <laughs> Out of a job. (laughs) Hello. Welcome to Prep Hour. (laughs) All right, everybody. Would you like to play a game? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you uh, next time, unless ChatGPT just takes over our show. Stay curious.